You like my buffalo? Is that new? No. I've never seen you wear that before. Yes, you have. No, I've never seen yeah. it. I've never seen the buffalo sweater. That's not true. When's I've l- worn it. I've taken it with me to New York. When did you get it? Huh, two weeks like ago. Four years ago. <laughs> two weeks ago. Four four days ago. <laughs> no, it's not it. I've never seen that. I would recognize and remember a buffalo sweater. It's so cool, right? It's my buffalo sweater. Do you go to the casino and gamble on the buffalo <gasps> slot machine? Oh my God. I have to go and wear my buffalo sweater. There's a slot machine for anyone who doesn't know that Autumn likes to play. Buffalo! It's buff- that sound it's, at you. It's buffalo themed. I have no clue how it works. You just sometimes you win $150 and I have no understanding as to why. No, it gives you like bonus rounds and then in those bonus rounds you get extra spins and then all of a sudden your thing is just going your total is just going up and up and up and up and you don't know why. And then sometimes like eagles will appear. Yeah, you'll get an eagle, you'll get an eagle. Wings. Yeah, an eagle perched on a plateau and you think then six of them pop up and you think this is yeah. it, I won and then you get nothing. It's, I don't know how to play it, but it's my favorite game. Well, now you have a buffalo sweater that you got four days ago that will... Four years ago. Go along with it. Yeah. I've never seen this thing. I swear. You know my memory. I have a great memory. Photographic memory. People say, what was I... Photographic. People say, what was I wearing on April 23rd, 2006? And I tell you exactly Mm -hmm. what you were wearing. You were wearing a shirt with polka dots with a little tie near the shoulders. And you were wearing some jeans and some jellies. <laughs> Who is this person? You. It's you. <laughs> That's me? Ask me what you were wearing April 4th, 2012. What? Cut off jean shorts. Crop top. You did this wrong. You should have said. What and were you, what, socks. What were you wearing April? What was the date you gave? Doesn't matter. Fourth. April 4th. What were you wearing April 4th, 20,000, 2,000, <laughs> 20, <laughs> zero, zero. That's what I meant. Uh-huh. 2001 then. Let's say 2001 because you didn't know me okay. 2000. And then you could have said Jinkos and a backwards DC shoes hat and a ball bearing hemp necklace and a split, so cool. a split long sleeve t-shirt. Yeah. Did you ever cut the bottom of your jeans? Up the side to fit over your shoes. Remember when we were doing that? Yeah, I did that, sadly. Yeah, what? Why? I'm also remembering wanting my pants, not just my jeans, like Jinkos, not just that sort of thing, but like nice pants to cover my whole foot. You wanted the whole foot yeah. to be covered. Yeah. And maybe to have like a little bit of a high heel or something underneath it. What a weird. I cut why the, do, I, cu- I feel like everyone looks so much better now. I cut the jeans uh, only on the inside. Some people would do the outside and the inside. Oh, yeah. Outside is where it's at. No, no. The You're inside. talking about on the right, the right hand, like on the outside of your leg? On the inside of my leg. Mm-mm. On both sides, on the inside. I wouldn't cut on the outside. I wasn't cutting on the outside. It was a cut on the inside. No, that's incorrect. Well, that's because you were going, you were going for style over function. I was going for function, so it fit over my shoe, and you just wanted to style it up. Well, but the style was for it to fit over your shoe in this weird way. Yeah, but I didn't want people to see the cut. Ah. Uh. Because I wasn't all about showing off. I did both ways too, I think. I wasn't all about showing off. I was comfortable in my self-image. You like that? The way I give a little teaser about today's show? Yeah, it's good. I knew who I was. Just kidding. It took me many, many, many years to understand that. Um, Yeah. I look at this lid I got from the bodega. This is very, they didn't have the lid that I like. They only had the flat lid, lid with the flap on it. Mm-hmm. The best. No, this is it's spilled six times walking home because the lid doesn't serve any real purpose. It's just why are you walking so haphazardly? It's just well, there's snow on the ground. One, well, it's ice <gasps> at this there point. There is. There's it's, still it's compacted ice at this point. 
even if normal walking, this lid doesn't contain any liquid, and the fact that it exists is an insult. That anybody would think that this is a lid. It gives a false sense of security, this lid is what it does. You think, oh, I have a lid, I'll be safe, and I'm not going to scald my hand with this piping hot coffee. And it just yeah. finds every, every little place it can pour out of this flat lid, it does. At least, though, with that lid, it, before you like crack the front open, you could sort of tilt it on its side and it won't spill. Yeah, you should have to carry your coffee precariously on its side, a little tilted. There's a there's a six degree angle for this lid to work. Come on, this is this. You think is, those other ones are better? The like the lifted up, yeah, the taller lids, yeah, with just the little hole in the front, yeah, because it extends above the rim of the cup, so the coffee you know, sloshes around above the rim. It doesn't matter because there's extra room. Aesthetically, I think that those look better. Functionally, the flat ones. No, the flat ones. I like. I like more. The, look, the ones I like, the raised ones with the little sipping hole. That <laughs> is the inside cut on the jeans, and the outside cut on the jeans because aesthetically and functionally, it's much yeah. better. And do you know what this is? This uh, outside our sipping hole. This this flat one. You know what yeah. this is? What A pair of jeans that's in the landfill. That's what this one is. Oh. Serves zero purpose. Also, How dare you also, condemn the flat lid. Walking back, I heard some guy talking to his friends. Like, I, I'm just a big fan of toffee. I like a good chewy toffee. <laughs> That's what you talk about. I'm just a big fan of toffee. Oh my god, I love toffee. This is well. The friend said, "Oh, it's very easy to make." And I just kept oh, walking. Oh, so easy to make. It's like, are you glad you left your apartment in this cold weather to go sit outside in a tent at a place to have a beer and have this discussion? This is, yeah. this oh, is. I'm just a big fan of toffee. You go home at night and you think, that was really worth it. That was really worth my time leaving hey, tonight. Yeah. Hey, how was it? Oh, it was great. We had this really great conversation about toffee. Yeah. What a, what an intriguing, thought-provoking conversation i feel like a totally different person now i'm glad that i had it i'm enriched my life is enriched because i talked to this goof about his love of toffee what do we talk about well don't look don't put me there i think okay. about that all the time these discussions that we have on this show i'll i'll shut it down if you start uh -oh. lumping me in with the toffee guy i'll shut this down toffee guy what a moron well, it's not that far off. We're not that far off from Toffee Guy, and I'm well aware of no, it. No, no. I look. Hit the bricks. Nope. It's done. Oh, no. I love a good toffee. Oh, I just, I'm a big fan of toffee. When are you going to do the next podcast? I'm not. I'm killing myself. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. Autumn, it's your week to give us a topic, so take it away. I want to talk about self-image. What do you mean by this? You look in the mirror and you say, wow, I'm fat. Not you, just in general. Wow. No, in general. Is that what you're, that what you're saying? I'm saying people no. look at themselves and they their self-image is all distorted and skewed as to what reality really is. And that was not a reference to you. You are not body dysmorphia. Are you talking about? You want self-image. Your self-image. Yeah. How you view yourself as an ugly monster. That's how I used. <laughs> that's how I used to view myself, with a you know crowded bottom teeth and a big nose and moles. And I said, look at this hideous, hideous troll that belongs in a cave that should never see the light of day who the hell is going to like this beast that's self-image yeah. sure and then you kind of fulfilled that for a while and found out that you're not a cave dweller i fulfilled what living like a, a troll that belonged yeah. locked away in a cave uh-huh how so i feel like there was a time in that tiny apartment where you didn't leave <laughs> Was there a stretch of time where you were really holed up in there? 
No, I mean, that's the thing. I wasn't, I would leave. I was actually going out more often, but the, that apartment did, did serve as a cave. We can say that it was a small, dark apartment, not much natural light. Uh, the funny thing is I would leave more than I leave at this age. COVID aside, normal times, I was younger, I was going out, but emotionally I was still locked up in that apartment. So I would go out, I'd go through the motions, I'd have some drinks with friends. Friends would talk about doing creative things. I'd say, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I'd go back. I was in no spot to you know, do anything, any of those things. So sure, sure, the troll was there. That wasn't based on my, <laughs> my idea of having too big of a nose and crooked teeth. Or, oh, okay. or moles, though. That was much younger when those yeah. things kept me feeling bad about myself. Did so, someone perpetuate that with you? Did someone call like call that out on you? With the, the nose thing, someone did. The, we've we've well, talked the about the nose thing. We all know you tried to smush your nose down. Well, we talked about this before. I know on the show in middle school, there was this kid, Moses, and he had a big nose. And uh, this kid, and we were in PE class, and this other kid said, yeah, noses. And it's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Ah, And then he looked at me, he's like, yours is no better. And then that oh, was man. it. That's all it took. I don't even know who this kid was. I don't even know if I've ever, ever, ever even spoken to him before. He just appeared. He appeared to make that <laughs> comment, which led me on a path of smashing my own nose for the next two years. Uh Riding a bus to Washington, D.C. on a field trip in eighth grade, you know, where we went up for several days. Yeah. Uh, I would put my wrist, my arms down on the tray table and smash my nose into the bone on my wrist, the bridge of my nose. That's so sad. And, I, and that's all I saw in the mirror was this giant nose, thanks to this one kid. And then I was obsessed with my bottom teeth crowding because I, I uh, didn't have my wisdom teeth taken out because I was scared to for reasons that have also been discussed at times. Yeah. For good reasons. My parents taking me to get my teeth pulled when I was a kid and not telling me that that was what was going to happen. So I I put off getting my wisdom teeth taken out until I was 29, which once I did it, once I finally had those things taken out, I walked Uh home with such a pep in my step. I walked, I walked from the oral surgeon, which was Uh maybe a 10, 15 minute walk blood pouring out of my mouth because it was still numb and I couldn't feel the blood coming out. But I thought I felt like I had defeated the world because I'd finally done it. But, you know, with the wisdom teeth and my bottom teeth, I felt like they were crowding and I used to bite styrofoam and then look at the styrofoam and keep a piece of styrofoam and then bite a new one and compare it to see if it was getting more crowded. Oh, so obsessive. Yeah. And then I had a mole on my knee as a kid that I hate. It wasn't even a mole. It was like a freckle. And it, oh. it, nobody, nobody cared about it. Nobody even ever saw it. Probably, I hated the thing. I tried scraping it off several times. Ugh. I have a a little mole like on the back of my calf, and sometimes when I was like shaving my legs early on, I would cut it, and for some reason, like that grossed me out more than anything. Well, they bleed a lot. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, your ankles when you cut them, they weirdly bleed a lot too, but. I don't know. Cutting the mole like gives me the creeps. So, well, skin tags uh, are moles. They're like moles. What They're, are skin tags? They're always like in folds, right? Yeah, wherever your skin rubs up against other skin if you're overweight yeah. or uh, clothing. Uh, I used to have one on my waist where my waistband would be for my underwear. Uh-huh. But these things have no nerves in them. So I just cut the thing off. I yeah. grabbed it and took some scissors that I put over an open flame on the stove and cut. So they're ready to go. But it's, I almost vomited because it's a really? piece, it's a piece of you that was attached to you that now suddenly is in your hand and is loose from your body. Yeah. It didn't hurt. Oh. It bled a lot, but it didn't hurt. Ew, but then what did it leave behind? Just like an opening? No, but then it heals. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you where it, it just scabs over. I couldn't even tell you okay. where it is now. Whoa. Whatever, whatever rim was left, you know, dies and falls off. So anyway, when we're talking about self-image, is that what you're talking about? What you see when you look in the mirror and uh, is yeah. not necessarily reality? Yes. Um, I think I weirdly have body dysmorphia, but in a in a uh, um, in a way that's not as damaging. You know, like I don't I don't think of myself looking the way that I think I actually do look. I think in my mind that I look better 
than maybe the way I do. No, you're the reverse. You look in the, yeah, the you, in, in your mind, you're like, I'm the God's gift. No, not like the God's gift, but I think like, cool. I'm like this. I'm small. I'm little and I'm cute and I look different. Uh, something's about something about her is different. She's just not like a normal person walking around. But in reality, you know, especially when I weighed a little bit more and I would see myself in pictures, I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, that's not what I feel like, you know? Yeah, I think that reality lies somewhere in between. Also, maybe it doesn't lie somewhere in between. Maybe what you think of yourself is actually what is real. Well, no, that's not true. I was going to say, I was going to say maybe what you think of yourself is reality. Um, I mean, but if you do weigh like 600 pounds and you think that you look like you weigh 100, then that's not the reality. Also, I don't like that we're talking about weight so much. Uh, I think it's. And it doesn't have to. It's not just about that, but. um, Well. I think it's yeah. a th- it's probably a thing that people get caught up on. Mostly, though, that they think they are fatter than they really are. And again, I swear I didn't when we opened the show. I didn't. I was not implying that you're overweight. You uh, mean when you opened the topic in a way that talked about my weight? It's just the most thinking? accessible thing. People are like, oh my god, look at me! I'm a blob. This is yeah. what a amorphous. See, that's what I'm saying. I have the opposite. I feel like, oh, I look better. Than I maybe than I do, but I was going to say that can happen too. I understand how that happens. Uh, mm-hmm. When I was putting on weight, when I was working in the night shift, seven to midnight, and going out boozing and eating crystal every night and sleeping mm-hmm. until noon, uh, yeah, I was putting on weight, and I didn't, you know, in your mind, you're like, I don't, I've never been overweight. Then you look in the mirror, like, oh, well, okay, it's yeah. happening a little bit. Um, so, you know. I don't think it's so unheard of for you to feel that way. Even when I was pregnant and I was huge, I didn't. It's like it's like my body's not. I'm sorry. My brain isn't used to what my body actually looks like. My brain is used to my like average. And so I don't see the weight like I think is actually visible. Also, how often do you look at yourself in the mirror? A lot. Oh, you're one of those people. I was well, going to say, own a mirror. I have. There's a mirror in the bathroom, and that's all I need—a yeah. medicine cabinet mirror. You can only see from your eyebrows up. <laughs> what more do you need <laughs> to see? Is I don't need to look at myself in a mirror quite often. I don't want to see myself. I need to look and see what like an outfit looks like. Yeah, if I need to see what an outfit looks like, I look in the mirror at a different angle. I put you my f- run downstairs. No, I no, I put my foot up window so you can see yourself. No, you can still angle it and see yourself in the mirror down to your feet. No, a full these not, this is, for, not for a short person who's so tall, tiny, and cute like me. Well, I don't like looking at myself, and maybe this is part of the self-image. I photos of me I can't stand in my mind. I never knew how I came off to other people, and this is more just physical looks, but how I moved and acted and in my mind watching myself from across the room i was just this awkward gangly mess and uh therefore i avoided mirrors pictures video i never wanted to be in any of it the the fact that we live in a world where people love well here it's interesting i was gonna say love taking pictures of themselves then running them through filters and making it so it's not who they actually are uh so that's a maybe a thing we can get into. But, you know, there's more pictures of children out there who are two years old than yeah. of me and my my entirety. <laughs> that might be true. Well, it's just because of the time that we grew up. It's all it's some of it's the time, but also it's like I avoided. I don't I don't don't try to take my picture. Nobody tried mm-hmm. to take my picture. It's like there's there's part of me that reacts in a way when the picture is being taken that I, it comes out worse than it really needs to be anyway. So it's self-fulfilling. And then I look at it and like, Oh my God, that's what I look like. So I want to talk about that, but I do want to mention the thing about filters. I think that those are really dangerous because you're looking at yourself and you're like, wow, I look so good through this filter. And it makes you feel confident, but only in this really fake way. I'm not breaking new ground. I know that this is knowledge. But once and then once you turn it off, 
you know, and you're just looking at just yourself in the camera, then all of a sudden, just by comparison, you look horrible. And I feel like it's a real. And then you start to sort of absorb that and say, like, oh, I. I do look horrible. I want to look like the filters make me look. I want to look and fake. Then, I want to look like a fucking cartoon. I want to look yeah, like an illustration. Like yeah, there yeah. are those subtle ones where you don't look oh, like Oh, the a big cartoon. doe eyes with start... the sparkles and the fucking fake freckles. It's a yeah, goddamn those cartoon. Are fake. That's fine. But when you see those other ones that are more subtle, you know, it just does little things. Like it, it, it um, smooths out your skin, you know, and it makes your lips or your teeth or your eyes look a little bit you know brighter and it's gross i get angry yeah. about this because people are like oh no it doesn't hurt the other it doesn't hurt society to have you know these these false images of what beauty is thrown at you at any given moment through television and advertising all the shit like no no it's fine it, it's obviously affected everyone everyone has this idea of what they yeah. should look like and there's zero self-acceptance and well that's what's nice about there's a lot of sort of pro natural sort of things on Instagram and businesses that are post that are um, uh, not editing stretch marks or um, uh, skin texture or uh, the people's weight looking a certain way, you know, like a Maybelline or something is doing that, you know, or like target. I think the picture, wait, 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 Maybelline couldn't do that because Maybelline's whole tagline is maybe she's born with it. Maybe oh, it's right. Maybelline. So they're saying that either you're born good looking and if you're not, Maybelline's here to fix the job. I don't know if it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Revlon. I don't know. But it's somebody. <laughs> Some Like roll the, the. Maybe she's born with it. This didn't make our jingles. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's really ugly and it's Maybelline. <laughs> here to save the day. And like this isn't I don't think this whole show needs to be about uh beauty and physical appearance but obviously that's a big part of, of yeah. self-image and i know that we've hit these topics before in past episodes uh it is a shame what you're talking about though this movement is that this in itself though feels disingenuous to me it feels more just like a rebellion against the other side so you do have people like look at me i'm so beautiful the way I, and i don't even want to say in beauty's in the eye of the beholder, and quite often people say, "Yo, have some pride. You, uh, you actually are ugly, and you need to accept it." It's like, shut up. I don't. I really don't want to get into that argument. But a lot of it is like we're just going to rebel against this one side of it, um, and I don't know. I, does it do harm? No. Is it for the best ultimately compared to the other side of sticking to what you know society says the standards of beauty are? Then sure, people who want to say that they're beautiful. Uh, when they have, well, that's this thing. I don't want to say anything because someone listening, yeah, I just, I don't want to make anyone feel bad because I know how one comment can make you fucking obsess and break your own fucking nose. Right. And it really is. That kind of thing really is about accepting that you're not the only person with this, whatever it may be, whatever you're fo hyper focused on. And that, other people don't notice that. And even if they do, you have to, you have to be okay with, this is so lame sounding, but you have to be okay with yourself. You have to just say like, yeah, I mean, for me, I know that I'm not like the most beautiful anything or the cutest, whatever. I just feel like I'm, I'm just me. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm not laughing. I'm just laughing because I have this idea of you thinking you're an anime character. Yeah. <laughs> like your self-images. I'm an anime time. character. Mm -hmm. There was a time that would have been pretty awesome. But, you know, and especially, um, oh, especially with aging and being a woman who's aging um, and who's aging naturally, you know, uh, things are different on my face. And knowing the direction that that ultimately is going to go, which is eventually you're going to have like legit old woman face. I have to be comfortable each step of the way so that I can get to that place and then ultimately be okay and understand that this is just the natural way and that the way that people age who do things to their face is not, it's not realistic and it's not even something I, I really want. I don't want to look like those people, but it's in those tiny ways where it's like, yeah, 
under my eyes are getting like really wrinkly and weird, you know, and that's weird. And then it's like if, when I smile, these lines coming out from my eyes get longer, you know, it's just I don't know, obsession. and like jowls and things like it's all it's all happening. And I and you can't fight it. You have to get to a place where you accept it. Yeah, I mean, it obviously is something that's been said many times before that people have heard in their lives over and over and over, just become accepting of yourself. Um, it's a very hard thing to do. Physical, as we've mentioned in other shows, and we did have a show on aging, uh, it's tied yeah. to this obsession of youth for whatever reason. You can only do nice things, fun things when you're young. Uh, maybe that is because people rush into other things and handcuff themselves and ruin their lives with six children. Um, two's manageable. Two's. I'm. This wasn't. This is not commentary on you. Okay, <laughs> I, just, I wasn't taking it that way. I'm just saying that there's responsibility that I, I feel like there's quite often I say things about kids and they're so they're generalized statements and then I go yeah Autumn has kids yeah that's whoops. all that, that that's the truth. That's the truth. And look, there's the whole other side of it where there's these creatures that love you because they have to and because you make them feel safe and you give them food. Uh, that's nice. I don't get to experience that's all, that. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Just food. They love you like a hamster might because they know they're going to get food. You're you can change their bedding. You can help them grow into good people. That's a nice mm -hmm. thing to be able to do. It's just That's a, another thing. It's just, showing them. Honestly, so I was going to say too, a lot of being uncomfortable with something physical and and like I said, hyper-focused on something about your self-image is something mental. There's something else behind that. That's just a bit. Fixing the thing, your nose being too big is, is the band-aid, is the symptom of something else. What? What would you say in my case? A anxiety. Yeah, sure. I didn't. I never even thought about a nose size before. But this person right. stated it. But for some reason, you didn't feel comfortable expressing yourself to people in your family. Don't blame my family. Just in I'm general, I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying. Just in general, I didn't have a good way to express myself because let me tell you. The truth about me is I'm an emotional, sensitive person. And as a boy, this is the reality. And there's some people who may be listening like, yeah, pussy, you sensitive and emotional. Fuck you. That's where I am at this point. Because I grew up, you're as a boy, you were told that these things are bad traits. These are negative traits. You shouldn't be emotional. You shouldn't be sensitive. You need to be strong and tough. And you can't have these feelings. And then at some point... Uh, the only acceptable emotion is anger. So things get channeled into anger. Everything right. turns into anger. And then you develop these ways to deal with the sensitivity because it's not going away. It's not going anywhere. Uh, and you can't get rid of it. So you feel like something's wrong because you've been told that these are traits you shouldn't have as a boy slash man. And you come up with convoluted coping mechanisms and ways to avoid those feelings. And, you know, ways to process them that are just, it's a web of, I don't even know how the fuck I got here. So, sure, you're but right, but don't blame my... know that more don't, than don't. your family? Well, sometimes, you know, this is, you're, you're fed these things. This is the way society is supposed to be. Maybe my family wasn't as progressive as, you know, people are these days thinking about, they're like, I don't know, this is the way it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. You do this as a okay. man, and look, there's certain things you can still do as a man, uh, but you know, as far as self-image goes, yeah, outside of physical appearance for quite a long time, I had no fucking clue who I was. I had zero idea. I didn't have a mm -hmm. self-image. I didn't know. I mean, I, that's a lie. I had an idealized image, which is a self-image, but these are just things that you want to be. And those things lived in a negative space, meaning they were a lack of things. I'm going to live modestly. I don't need things. I don't have needs. I don't want things. I just moved into this space. Like this is the best place for me to be. There's yeah. nothing. And then so there's this idea that I can live without needing anything. That's my self-image, which is impossible to do. So when you can't live like that, you feel like you're failing because, oh, my God, I do actually have needs. And then you beat yourself up and you say you're a piece of shit. And then that becomes your self-image. So, you know, sure, my big nose, my, my dislike of my big nose. Uh-huh came from the inability for me to accept 
my emotions because my emotions didn't make sense to me. They weren't logical. I was smart. I like to operate in logic. I could use logic to explain away my emotions. That doesn't make sense. You shouldn't be feeling like this. This is what the situation is. The situation doesn't call for those feelings. The truth is the feelings are very valid though, because they're real. They happen right. naturally. Feelings and logic are not yeah. connected. You're going to tell me lava's not real. Lava's real. Burn the fuck out of you. You know why it just happens naturally. It's part of the earth. It's the way part of mother nature and emotions are part of that too just part of the way things are. So to say that they're not valid is bullshit. Yeah. There's my rant. So my self image, I didn't know for quite a long time and it's still something that I'm figuring out, but I, you know, have a better grasp on it than I ever have. Uh, I still don't like the mole on my knee. I'm going to rip the fucking thing off. (laughs) You need to make friends with that mole. No, like, Mole, you and I, we've been together a long time, and I've gone through my phases with you of not liking you. This is why I don't wear shorts. I don't have to see is that thing. really the reason? No, I just don't like shorts. <sighs> it's so dumb that you don't like shorts. No, because the style's fucking ugly. I'm cursing no, a lot on not. this show. <laughs> St- shorts, no one wants to see men's legs. Yes, the they do. Com- In the summertime, we don't give a fuck. I don't want to see men's legs. I don't want it's to see my legs. It's the same thing as like a woman who's, you know, looks a certain way as long as they're confident. Like it doesn't matter. All right. Well, my self-image is a person who does not wear shorts. You've like hitched your wagon to that and now you refuse to wear shorts. It's fine. It's harmless. Not even in the summertime in your own house. Let me have this. This one's harmless. It's not, it's not hurting anyone. All right. It's not hurting If you me. need it, thank you for expressing your need. I will respect it just because i need to peel off my pants in the summer when it's very hot (laughs) you wring them out there's like a puddle of sweat they don't come off easily they do stick yeah i'm aware i might do the same thing but going back so to the other so self-image i'm going back to physical tied to youth everyone has this idea that youth is where you want to be and then i bring up the other aspect of it where i'm just finally getting to be comfortable with who i am and my self-image is actually who I am. It's like, I'm at this point, I'm like, I am comfortable. And then but people are longing to go back to this time when it fucking sucked. When it's like, you have no idea who you are. You're wearing Jinko jeans because that's what the other person, why are you wearing such asinine pants? I don't know. My friends wear them too. What do you like those? Do you like dragging around 16 pounds of denim? Because the cuffs on the pants are 64 inches. Do you enjoy this? No, but my friends do it. Why is there a longing to go back to a time when you don't have wrinkles, but you have zero clue of who the fuck you are? Nobody does. I don't care what anyone says. Some people maybe are better at faking it or they're popular, so it's easier for them. They don't get caught up. Some people aren't just aren't well, as anxious. Yeah, some people aren't ex- Yeah, some people aren't as anxious, so then they don't get caught up in as much, but nobody fucking knows. And some people don't ever even take the time to figure out. And I think it's when, when they get older and they look back on the things that they have regrets about and the things they want to do, that's like it's tied to youth. Well, it was carefree then and I could do whatever I wanted. It's like, no, you know why you're not doing what you want? You know why you're not getting things done? Because you still have no idea who you are. And you have this idea that you did when you were a kid when you could just go run around and act foolishly yeah that's like i want to go back to when i wasn't self-aware and now that i am more self-aware and realize the importance of my existence in this little universe i've created i don't like it and so i want to go back to when i had no responsibilities and then that's what people grasp onto and they say oh i have wrinkles and i'm so ugly now Oh, my God. Oh, look at me. I can't handle aging. Maybe if you're comfortable with who you were, you wouldn't care as much. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's a mental thing. Finding purpose or fulfillment in some other way as opposed to just something physical. You know, the the importance of this weird physical thing that you're thinking about as a negative, um, I think, will dissipate. If you take care of something mental, it's the same thing that men have with the size of their penises. You know, like there are some men that are so obsessed with their penis being a certain way that they tie all of their self-worth into that. You know what I mean? And what really is lacking is some sort of something mentally. Well, it's just, you know, it's hammered home, jackhammered home. <laughs> 
The size of the penis is the size of your masculinity, which is the most important. Right. I don't, I don't even know where that comes from. Some of it maybe is built. I don't know. In nature, if men are running around without pants and the biggest yeah, dick, but bigger dicks doesn't attracts, have anything to do with fertility. Attracts the woman. No, I think it's tied to this gross idea that I'm really just going to slam it home. I don't know what the, the appeal there is for some dudes, but it is. It's like I don't really care about the woman. I'm going to get it and I'm going to slam it home. And she's going to enjoy I this. I don't think I've ever heard that phrasing. Well, this, it. it's, it's meant to relay crudity. Yeah. Because I, I do think that dudes with, I don't know what the appeal for a bigger penis is. I think if you talk to guys who have really big penises, some of them are that group. It's not their choice or regretful. It's not the, they're just kind of sad. Like <laughs> it can't, it doesn't really well, work. There is a point where it's too big. Like yeah. women can't handle it or they can't even get enough blood to it and to like for it to be as rigid as maybe would be useful. That's what I mean. Like the, the monster ones. Yeah. But even just like a above average penis. I mean, it depends on the lady because then it can like reach certain things. But that doesn't mean that someone with a smaller size can't also reach certain things or do certain things. You know, but it's it's about the person being comfortable with what they have and feeling confident about it. It's just this weird competition. Yeah. That is the most basic, unthoughtful, shallow form of, am I a good man? I have a big dick? Yes, I'm in. Me, my dick big? Me good? But that's the self-image with penises. Like Me, I, man? There are dudes look at them. Unless it's yeah. known that it's big. If you don't have a big one, uh, there's a real struggle with guys. They think it's smaller than it is. Like, this is so, right. this is very embarrassing. I can't ever show this to any woman ever. And it's like, you know, those studies where the average pe- they're it's like they're off because dudes lie. Yeah. They lie about it to a study where their names aren't even attached to it. Yeah. It's like they can't but admit it to the themselves. Size, the, the average is actually smaller than you think. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Like or something. It's I don't I can't state that that's the actual average. Um, I I'll listen to you. I believe you. Um, but yeah, it's because dudes are lying about it, even when their names are not attached to it. Right. I feel like it's five. Oh, it's a lot higher than I thought. Now, what are you looking at? Are you doing? I just googled average penis size. Yeah, you, you, you can't just go off the first thing. You want it. It's all over the fucking map. Okay. Oh, there's all different kinds of options for like Americans. For men. Anyway. Anyway. That is a it's a thing. You know, I guess it's nice that dudes can hide it in their pants, and it's not on their face like a big. Could you imagine a dick on a face? <laughs> That's how you had to have sex. Instead of the nose, you had the dick. Yeah, I for mean the whole world to see. Isn't there like a a sea lion that kind of looks like that? No. <laughs> I don't know. Is it like an elephant sea lion? You're gonna look that. There's some. I I don't know. There's a, elephant seals. Yeah, and they look like Absolutely. they have pe- penises on yeah, their face. Yeah, they look like they got like a big floppy donkey dick on the front of their face. <laughs> 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 oh yeah <laughs> is that what it looks like i mean at least it's a nice size it's a giant wide one. Oh, and then it would get erect and be all weird sticking up weird yeah when you're attracted to a woman and you just <laughs> <laughs> then you really couldn't hide it no, you- it wouldn't ever be on your face because it has to be protected it doesn't need to be protected. It'd be fine. It does. You just put a sock over. There'd be a special sock to put over your nose. No, dick. but your body naturally protects it, and it's it's little testy brothers. It protects it. They suck up for warmth. Yeah, they suck into your jaw. <laughs> There's a way to make this work. Big jaw bone people, except they're just like testicles. It becomes an obsession, though, and I think that's. For anything, like I said, your nose, people's d- dudes' penises, uh, women's oh, penis breast size, so women's body shape. I'm starting jelking. 
women's eyes, women's, you know, whatever, everything. Uh, I'm going to be rejected. I need to jelk. What's jelk? <laughs> it's a penis stretching exercise. You, it is? You, oh. You create micro tears. And then apparently when they heal, it, it supposedly makes your penis look longer and thicker. Is that just like the the um, the inside? It like pull like the tendons or whatever that's that's holding. It's like the tissue. Together. You're just ripping the tissue, micro tears, and supposedly by ripping it, it's expanding it, and then it heals, and it's 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 ridiculous. Like you're pulling it down. The fact that it's, I don't know the actual way the exercise Weird. goes. Because the micro tears would make me think that it would scar and start to like turn. I mean, look, there's a whole industry dedicated to ripping people <laughs> off. Send yeah. us send us a hundred dollars and get four pills, and it's gonna grow. Oh, yeah. your, get out of here. It's the same with breasts. Women are the, the, they're sold the same thing as like teens. There's like special bras that suck your boobs out, and like here's some special pills that will help them grow. And you know, it's <sighs> to look at others and to. See the way that they look as better than you, I think, is natural, right? To see someone who in some way is more attractive or something than you feel about yourself. But then to not have any other worth for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, like I said before, I don't, I'm, I'm not someone that looks like someone special, but there are other things about me that fulfill me and I don't need to look so um, striking. Well, that's the key. You know? I, th I think I can't state this as fact, but I'd be willing to bet some money on it and not, and not obvi obviously not everyone is going to fall into what I say, but the more attractive you are, especially when you're younger, I bet the less self-aware you are and the less time you spend trying to figure out who you actually are because you yeah. get more things and it's easier for you and, uh, then you do actually get old. And at that point, I wonder what the state of your life is like. And again, I'm sure, well, I'm sure there are, yeah, I'm sure there are attractive there. people out there who've put in the work. Uh, but I would say the percentages are probably pretty high. Most people don't do, maybe they start it later in life. If they're lucky enough to have that kind of self-awareness where they're like, all right, I got to figure this out now because I can't stop aging. Um, having a really beautiful kid is like, a kid growing up wealthy, you have to put in the extra work, you know? So like if, if you have a, if you grow up wealthy, then you have to teach, you have to work harder to teach your kids about the, uh, the benefit of working hard. You have to withhold things from them so that they can earn things instead of just being given it and then grow up without drive, you know? And if you have a really beautiful kid, then you have to work hard to teach them that this isn't the only thing that's about them. Do you, are you talking about actual beautiful kids or every kid? Because every parent thinks their kid is the most amazing, beautiful, cutest thing on the planet. You know, you know <laughs> even, that your kid, even when, whether, yeah. even when it looks like a jellyfish, like, Oh, it's the most beautiful baby ever. Baby. So, do parents know? Your kids aren't ugly, so I, I, I know you can't answer this. I guess this. I don't know. <laughs> but, but listen, I know that my kids aren't, like, gorgeous. But I, <laughs> a parent would have to know, right? Their yeah. kid would look like a jellyfish. But, they're, but you're biologically doesn't driven. Mean, doesn't mean you shouldn't love the thing. No, <laughs> I'm just... not talking about that. I'm saying, though, I, think, I don't think you probably see them as ugly as maybe they might be. I saw a picture of a baby the other day that was supposed to be so cute, and I thought it was kind of gross. Okay, it looked like a weird little puppet baby. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, and the rest of the world is fawning over it. But anyway, not, yeah, to dis <laughs> not to distract from your point. Yes, you have to put in more work. Uh, you know, it does start early with the parents at that point trying to teach. But yeah, because so many people are also, they don't see the, the child as a separate being. And they feel like it's a, re a reflection of themselves. And so then they perpetuate the like they're it's like they're proud of their child being so beautiful. And so then, again, it reinforces to the child that this is something that 
has currency. It's an extension of self. And then once that starts to fade, because it will, or maybe they just go through puberty. God forbid someone goes from cute to like weirdo puberty person. That weird in between. Oh, that horrible in between puberty thing where everybody's weird. Middle school. That's where I feel like I lived forever. I just got stuck there in my mind. Like, this is awful. But, you know, the kid is an extension of the parents and then the parents uh, looking for value in that. This whole self-image thing, it really just lives in figuring out who you actually are, being Mm -hmm. honest about that and becoming okay with it. It's work. It takes work. It's not just something you do. And it's always thrown out there in motivational posters or some book of quotes and it's like yeah okay people agree with the sentiment but it's never really laid out that it's like you know to do that it's going to require some work and it's going to not be the easiest thing in the world i think that there are things about our society too and i'm not talking about like advertising necessarily but we don't encounter different types of bodies like maybe we would in a more natural state you know like in a more tribal or you know it's all hidden. Whatever. It's all hidden. Unless you frequent the Y, you know, or like the gym and you see lots of naked bodies frequently, you know, or or maybe you work in a field where you do have to like see people naked or, or whatever, then you're not sort of exposed to all the different types of bodies that there are. And so when you are only seeing ugh, this argument is so tired, but like advertisement bodies. And the way that your faces are supposed to look at certain ages or like Jennifer Lopez is exalted for the way she's looked. She's like, I'm fit. She's 50 and she's look at her face. Like, okay, that's not realistic. That's not an attainable goal for normal people. Especially people from that, whatever. So maybe it's all is we're not exposed to it. So we don't see it. Yeah. I just, I think, the more we talk about this, I think that the physical aspect of it, you said this already, you're not okay with yourself in some other way. I think the physical aspect of it is just a byproduct of not being comfortable with who you are as a person outside of your physical appearance. Um, the physical appearance, man, if I just looked good, I wouldn't have to think about any of these other things because everything yeah. would just be handed to me. We already hit upon it. I think that's it. And if I could look a different way, I wouldn't have to think about the fact that I'm anxious or that I'm a perfectionist. And, uh, you know, I don't put myself out there because I should, I'm smart. And if I get things wrong, I can't handle it. Uh, and things like that. I, you have to become okay with who you actually are. And that's a difficult prospect. And then people just look for easy ways. Everyone, yeah, you know, wants to work hard. They say, "Oh, I'm I'm all about working hard," but they don't actually work hard about um, on things that matter. They work hard to make money. I work hard to make some money because that can maybe offset some of that too. I'm not yeah. really okay with myself. But I got a lot of money, you know. Just to bring up the dick thing again, I know the joke is the guy's got a convertible in these forties, and what's he trying to prove? Or you know, that could be a midlife crisis, also. That's should, a different thing, I should, but yeah, I know but, what you're saying. But the, like, I'm a muscle car. Yeah, it's like you're overcompensating for. A small dick, possibly, and probably overcompensating for many things. Or also, you could just enjoy a muscle car. But there's guys who drive a muscle car around who are showing the fucking thing off and are just enjoying the muscle car. It's right. like it's like the person who donates to charity or goes does good things but tells everyone about it. It's like what, yeah. what, what if you're really doing it because you want to help other people? You don't feel a need to tell other people about it because the the act itself is really. But what you're saying is. You want people to know so they think that you're a good person. Uh, there's no reason to broadcast that you do nice things for other people. Uh, and I think that some people drive their cars around like that. If you just want to take your car out for a drive and cruise around, enjoy it, enjoy that uh, displacement and that horsepower and like the aesthetic of the cars because there's some nice designs, great. There's nothing wrong with that. And just by right. doing it doesn't automatically mean, but there are people who just drive slowly around town windows down looking around at everyone at every stoplight looking for eye contact I refuse to look at you I refuse to look at your dumb car your hunk of metal that d- tells me nothing about you and <laughs> just doesn't make you better than anyone else your self-image yeah. like i wonder what that person's self-image is i'm cool because yeah. i got a car it's, it i mean it it's i'm sure it's all over the place but the sort of worse version of it is someone who feels 
small. Everyone's just fucking lonely. They won't admit it. They're all lonely. Everyone, no one feels known or seen or comfortable. And they're all just flailing around, pretending to be things they're not. Do, do, are you aware of your body while you're in it? <laughs> are Some, you aware of your body? I mean, I got stoned once and was claustrophobic in my own body. I was very aware of it then. I was aware that it was just the a brain. The best way that I can express it is like in sex, like during sex. I am, I mean, I'm very connected to my body, obviously, but like I don't think about what my body's looking like. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like if I were not in sex, not doing sex. <laughs> not in sex. <laughs> if I am not in sex, but I were doing those same positions, I would be so like weird and awkward and embarrassed. Yeah, well, there's something to take your mind off of it. You're enjoying something. You're maybe being yourself. Maybe you're comfortable in sex. Some people aren't even comfortable in that. Yeah. So that feels kind of good. And then they're mimicking things that they see or things that their buddies have told them that women like. Yeah. <laughs> she likes to be upside down, hanging off the bed, and uh-huh. you over her and jackhammering. That's great. Yeah, the weird jackhammer move. Yeah. Who enjoys that? The rush of blood to her head and all the weight pressing on her neck <laughs> and her spine. She loves it. I do it with my wife all the time. And then you're like, okay, I'll try to do this. Yeah, let's do it. Let's spice up the bedroom. Instead babe. of trying to understand. I'm hang your ass upside down tonight, baby. Yeah, instead of trying to understand what you actually like and maybe what the person you're with actually likes. Nah, it's no, too much. that's true too. It's that's too the muscle car. The jackhammer move is the muscle car of the sex yeah. world. And then at that point, it doesn't. it's not a matter of if she liked it. You just tell everyone and that you did it. And then she fakes it just so that she can move on with her life and this can be done now. Yeah, get this over with. I, I. <laughs> if I heard that noise, sex would stop immediately. Like Sometimes, sometimes when I'm watching porn and it sounds too fake. I'm like, mm-mm. I don't believe you. I don't believe any of them. I okay. I should. I do believe some of it. Yeah, I guess you're right. I was going to say that quite often. More than not, though, I'm not. This is not a dig at Listen, people. If you're on browsers, none of that's real. Yeah, well, I was going to say it's not a dig at people who are in porn, and obviously somewhere. I don't. Maybe they enjoy sex. Maybe they don't. It's a job they're choosing to do it. That's not what I'm judging. I just have to think. You can't really enjoy doing this constantly with these guys. These, yeah. these gross apes. These are the Again, ones. That's, that's a whole nother sort of field to explore. <laughs> Which maybe we should talk about that. What? If I, do you have to have a guest? Do you really enjoy having sex in uh, porn? You're an actress. Uh, I wouldn't believe anything they said. Why, you think they would just sell it? Yeah. And they're not going to like open up about trauma. Well, it's not, it doesn't always have to be trauma. No, but. Mm-hmm. I know you've got your working theories on this. All right, you can save it for another time. Okay. Um, Should we redo this? No. Okay. What are you doing? You're giving I was doing me. The wrapping, I was doing the wrap it up. You're ready to wrap it up on that note? That's how you want to end the show on that awkwardness? <laughs> I just didn't know if you were ready. No, I just, I mean, we can get there. We're there. I think I've said everything I have to say about self-image. But again, for me, for the longest time, I just, uh, I never really accepted who I was and tried to be something I wasn't. Mm -hmm. Created that idealized image, which, uh, you know, didn't work. This is being neurotic, by the way, is just a byproduct of this. Being neurotic is I've created these systems. I've put this idea of who I am in place and it's not matching and I don't know what the hell to do. And I'm sure we've had similar things in that way where I, I didn't go the modesty route um, as far as like objects or things, but I did go the emotional modesty. Like I'm not going to take up too much of your emotional needs. Like I'm easy breezy. And then if I did need something, I would logically explain it away or I would just feel like, well, that's too big of a thing. So I'm just not going to, it It became for myself. Like I would, I would feel like I needed to have emotional modesty even with myself, not just with others. 
Yeah, and as you move forward and you start to understand this better, you realize mm-hmm. that even in your advanced age, that you're not really missing out. That things are more enjoyable now. At least the potential is there than going back when you had your youth and you had your looks and your smooth skin. Yeah. It's like at that point, it's like I I, I find yeah, it, this is wisdom. I find this it is to, what wisdom looks like. Like living through those things and realizing, like, oh, this way is actually. It's different, and it's not as good-looking, maybe. Uh, things aren't as easy, but fi- it's still actually a little bit better. I find it to be disappointing that people think that at some point you just age out of good things in life. Like, all right, yeah. well, if only I could go back. My glory days are... I would never fucking... I really would not go no. back. As I... Th- if you peak in high school, you're fucked the rest of your life. Well, what was happening with me is I was certainly not peaking, but I was getting tired. I was getting run down. It's like, I can't keep living like this. And I didn't understand what I needed to change. And it's still a process and it's still not perfect. But, you know, the more I know and the more I'm comfortable with myself, uh, I still have my fear of death. That will never go away. <laughs> That's, but an aging is tied to that. But I'm not yeah. so afraid of at least the next couple decades of aging yeah. and how I'm going to look. Like, I don't care about that at all. Yeah, you're a man, though. It's a little different. I, I know it's different, but that's a problem in its own right. That's, mm-hmm. again, we've hit these topics on other shows. Uh, for women, there's an aging episode that we did. Yes, definitely. It's different for women. And I don't deny that. And hopefully that's something that can change. Uh, you know, I guess there's a fear when your body starts to fail you. That would suck. It's like, yeah. I'm still here. If your brain's still intact, I'm still here and my body's not really cooperating anymore. But, uh, you know, that aside, I don't feel as though, I feel like maybe the best days are still to come. I they Surely for me, I haven't passed. And maybe that was part of my ultimate plan. My grand scheme was do it this way on purpose. Make everything suck up until this point. That way when you get older, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, though I still think about death every single waking moment yeah so is it actually better i guess it's better in maybe, some ways. <laughs> maybe somewhere in this as i become more comfortable with myself and my self-image uh changes to more of a realistic reflection uh the fear of death fades a little bit but still yeah it hits you and you're like that's gonna happen that is going to happen anyway people thought we were going to get through this episode without bringing up death <laughs> surprise here we you are bring it to a place of death Okay, now I'll give you All right. I'll give you the signal. Yes. Thank you everyone for listening. Please love yourselves and love us and like and subscribe. Rate and review. Tell your friends. If they're running out of podcasts to listen to, throw ours their way and tell them it's a thoughtful, interesting, topic-driven show they're gonna love. Uh, also support our sponsor, Hoff Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was going to say hop and pepper or whatever. Anyway, hot sauce, really good. Locally made in Chattanooga. They ship all over the country. Hoffandpepper.com. Use our code ONETOPIC15 for 15% off. And thanks, everybody. Bye. Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what? Let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's got to be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients. What? zero fillers, additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. 
You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no. Tell me, please, now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code one topic 15 Hold on. That's... Yes. Get a pen and paper. One topic 15 Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome.